This is the Practicing XP podcast. Hi, I'm Akshay. And I'm Chirag. We've been practicing extreme programming for 10 years each in ThoughtWorks. In this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, our opinions and experiences while practicing XP. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Practicing XP. You have tuned into our series on refactoring. Uh, we've been talking about what is refactoring, how to do it, when to do it, why do you do it. Uh, we've also talked about what it is and what it isn't and why you should be clear about it. Um, now we want to talk about some common anti-patterns of refactoring, some common ways in which people do it wrong. um so uh, we have a list of five or six of these let's dive into it into them so the first anti pattern is to have separate refactoring stories uh, now we've talked multiple times that uh, refactoring is the activity of making code readable without making any functional changes and you do that in two contexts you either do it to understand the code that has already been written so the code that you're encountering while you make a change or you do it to make your own code more expressive and uh, more understandable by other people and in both those instances you should really do this in context of the functionality that you are trying to develop uh, so it would not make sense to have a separate refactoring story uh, to do refactoring yeah um the other uh, anti pattern that we've seen some teams fall into is to actually have entire iteration uh, dedicated to refactoring so like every whatever six or eight iterations we will do one refactoring iteration and uh, both of these patterns like calling refactoring as a separate story that you do like once in a while or or a separate iteration that you do once in a few iterations are 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 anti patterns because um, they treat um, making code better as an activity that you can do outside the context of of the real work that that you have to do and uh, and that's uh, that's not a good idea what you want to do because it it's not a good idea because then you don't know where to stop you don't know when you are done uh, how far do you have to go uh, and and so on uh, and it also feels like you are you are uh, like what and and then somebody can ask you hey you know why are you taking number x number of days or uh, you know to to just improve code or you know who you wrote the code you as a team wrote the code now why are you taking more time separately to improve the code and so it can just uh, be very disorienting for a customer to understand why you how you're doing it and frankly as a developer team as well you don't get any benefit by by doing uh, it it that way yeah or well, calling it out separately also uh, makes it optional in people's minds mm-hmm. and so it feels like okay so you can choose to do it or not do it whereas that is not the reality the reality is that if you don't do it you're going to get slower and slower and slower and your code base is just going to get messier and that's not a road that you go that you that you want to go down nobody benefits nobody uh, benefits uh, neither the client nor you nobody benefits from this and so uh, so so you shouldn't call it out as a separate activity because it's not optional it's part of writing functional code uh, that you would do refactoring 
the other thing that we've also seen is uh, okay so you make it part of the story itself but then you do it at the end of the story so i've heard this multiple times from developers that uh, okay i think the story is going to take two days or three days and so the first day or first two days i'm going to uh, write the functional code get all the scenarios working and then i'll sit and do refactoring for one day uh, and that's again just completely um Uh, not taking it in the right spirit uh, and also not gaining the benefits of refactoring because you're trying to refactor as you're writing code to understand the code better uh, so if you're just going to write dirty code and then refactor it at the end of the story again you're trying to just make it optional because uh, you're basically just creating a buffer for yourself because if you take the entire 3 days in writing functional code then it means that you just skip refactoring and and then it goes into some bucket that you'll have to then create an iteration for uh, you know if everybody keeps acting that way and that's not a meaningful way to uh, write uh, code yeah and the real benefit you're not also getting the real benefit of refactoring the real benefit of refactoring is that you know when you're doing it well with the right technique and knowledge you get the benefit of improved code in about the same time as it would take for you to simply read and understand the code so in about that same time you also get the side effect of improved code that you can then uh, use that improved code to make your uh, functional changes faster right right and in during the story so that's why it has to be done during the story and uh, the other aspect of refactoring which is inside the tdd cycle red green refactoring cycle there it is true that you are writing you know you are writing a failing test and you are writing a, a code to pass the test and then you are refactoring so you are writing code and then refactoring but the important thing is that you are doing that within 5 or 10 minute cycles you are not writing code in the first half the, of the day and refactoring in the second half and certainly not writing in the first two days and refactoring on the third day so those are uh, those are not the right way to do refactoring again you know you don't get any benefit from it and in fact uh, it cr- can create problems for you in the future like akshay said if you feel that you've run out of time or you know if if you on the third day if some other um, impri- uh, some other important thing comes up then then this might get dropped and and you are ending up leaving the code uh, for worse and while taking longer to do even that much yeah um now sometimes people try to make this legit- legitimate uh so instead of saying that the story is three points they would say oh the story is functionally two points but then i'm going to add one point of refactoring and that's nothing but the but the same problem that we talked about earlier so that's again another anti pattern that uh, you should totally stay away from yeah um the um uh, other uh, another uh, anti pattern about refactoring is um the we call in the revolutionary refactoring rather than what it's supposed to be which is evolutionary changes uh, to the code base so uh, what we mean by that is sometimes you can uh, bite too much in one go and then it will become difficult to uh, to to chew um and so what you don't want to do is make several big changes simultaneously in the code without uh, without constantly running the tests and without the safety net of taking baby steps and getting feedback from your test suite and 
then taking further baby steps and getting that feedback so that's the right way to do it uh, the the wrong way to do it would be to make make multiple you know biggest Big changes, changes yeah. yeah biggest changes all together and then because if you tr- if you do that then you know some of your tests will start failing you will then or sometimes need to get into debug cycles to figure out what just happened and why isn't it working and that could slow you down significantly and frustrate you yeah uh, and at the same time uh, typically if you're causing these kind of big changes you're causing these changes for a lot of your teammates as well and so if you suddenly push a huge refactoring with like 20 classes that have changed significantly uh, that re- disrupts the entire team and so you want to really not do that uh, do it step by step like Chirag was saying take baby steps commit every time uh, be sure that you are in the green zone all the time uh, and if you commit uh, every 5-10 minutes uh, you can always undo the last thing that you did which broke everything uh, and that will bring you back into the green zone quite fast uh, so it's an important thing to keep in mind uh, now you could uh, I've seen developers uh, also refactoring um, just uh, for vanity. Uh, so this is you know some uh, some uh, devs with very high standards of what uh, what needs what good looks like, but might also just be recency effect that you've seen an article or you've seen some video about you know how you should structure this type of code, and suddenly you see problems all over your code base uh, and. For no reason, you're now getting into a refactoring uh, cycle to change the way your code is structured without any functional change warranting uh, that kind of uh, that kind of refactoring. Uh, and that's a problem because you don't want to do refactoring for refactoring's sake. Uh, there's always better ways to write code, uh, but that's a never-ending cycle. And so you should always tie refactoring back to functional code uh, because that's the only way that you will create some boundaries uh, as to how much to refactor. Uh, and and you know what to touch while you're refactoring, uh, so that's something to keep in mind as well. Yeah, a related uh, anti-pattern is refactoring for the future. Uh, so this is uh, this is uh, somebody uh, working on some some functionality today, and and uh, and you know the code is clean enough, structured enough for today's needs in that but then if i am projecting into the future and saying what if that uh, uh, you know what if the re- requirements start changing in this way what if uh, this other thing uh, is needed tomorrow and so let me also uh, refactor this much or change this much so that it will become uh, uh, so that it will become uh, easily extensible in that direction in the future so that kind of thing uh, is also uh, a, a problematic anti-pattern to fall into because you know where do you stop? Uh, where, what is the, where is the boundary? Where do you stop? It's not clear, and uh, and uh, the important thing is that it's not needed right now. When you need it tomorrow in the future, if the future really up, you know, needs that warrants that, then you do that in that context. Um, but uh, but you can save your time and the client's money right now and stick with what is really necessary to to add the functionality that you are set out to add absolutely so those are a few anti-patterns uh, around refactoring that we've seen uh, in the next episode we'll talk a little bit about uh, how to account for different types of these refactoring scenarios 
there's refactoring, there's tech stories, there's some you know legacy code complications, and so we'll talk about all of that and uh, see how do we account for all of this and and bring the client along with you on that journey of understanding which of these are required, how they should be prioritized, that kind of stuff. So see you next time. Bye bye.